Welcome to Listen, St. Benedict Speaks Today, a discussion of the rule of St. Benedict with the sisters of Mount St. Scholastica in Atchison, Kansas. I'm Sister Molly Brockwell. And I'm novice Jennifer Halling. And our guest today is Sister Mary Irene Noel, a teacher, editor, and writer whose most recent book is Wisdom, the Good Life, Wisdom Literature and the Rule of Benedict. Hello to all our listeners. I look forward to exploring the rule of Benedict with you. Today, we will be discussing verses 19 and 20 of the prologue to the rule of St. Benedict. Jennifer, would you read that for us? Sure. Verses 19 and 20 of the prologue read as follows. What, dear brothers, is more delightful than this voice of the Lord calling to us? See how the Lord in his love shows us the way of life. Sister Mary Irene, we often think that something will bring us delight only to find it lacking. Why did Benedict take such delight in God's call? I think that we, we don't always know what will delight us. I think uh, we think that things that are passing will delight us much sooner than the things that will last for a lifetime. Um, and what we want most, I think, in the depths of our hearts, even when we don't know it, is first to be totally loved for who we are. And then we long for life, fullness of life. So how do our lives change when we hear the Lord calling to us? I think the change in our lives is slow and subtle. We don't always notice any difference. It's the same old, same old every day. We go through the same motions, we repeat the same prayers, and we don't realize what's happening. But after a while, when we look back and reflect, Maybe sometime when we're taking, making a retreat, we realize that we're not the same as we were before. Perhaps we're more reflective. Perhaps we might be kinder. And there are still days and weeks and years when we don't notice anything at all. What was the way of life that the Lord revealed to Benedict? I think the first thing that the Lord revealed to Benedict is the commitment to be aware of God, aware of God's presence everywhere. Uh, one, of, one of my sisters, when I was just a novice, taught me to find a place in the house where I went every day and when I went to that place, it would remind me to think of God. Hmm. And I cleaned St. Anthony's steps. Hmm. So I attached that to St. Anthony's steps. And still, when I go up and down that stairway, I think about God and think that I need 
to pray. Um, so um, I think that it's the commitment to be aware of God, but we need to practice to do that. We also want to love God in our sisters and in all the ordinariness of our lives. And what is central is prayer. We can't do this if we don't keep turning to God. And we're lucky. We have lots of sisters willing to pray with us every day. There's a lot of strength in that. I'm always glad when I come to chapel and they're all there. <laughs> <laughs> well, is the type of prayer that Benedict did the same type of prayer we do today? In some ways, yes, because it, the, the heart of it is the Psalms. And the, the wonderful thing, I think, about the Psalms is that they really do touch the heart of our lives. The Psalms are very honest. Sometimes we cringe because there's a little bit of roughness and a little, well, more than a little bit of violence. Mm -hmm. um, but when we, when we look at those Psalms that are violent and think about what our enemies really are, they're not other people. Mm. Our enemies may be anger, they may be selfishness. We have, we have enemies that we need to bash their heads. Mm. <laughs> um, so um, I, think, I think that the way of life Benedict shows us with this praying of the Psalms is that we have to have this kind of simple fidelity. Our sister Imogene used to say, be where you are and do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And that is an amazing discipline. <laughs> Usually I'm not where I am or I'm not doing what I'm doing. Um, but if we pay attention, as Benedict promises, eventually we will run on the way of God's commandments, our hearts overflowing with love. But that's for another day. <laughs> So you um, talked about the, this way of life involves loving God in our sisters and in ordinary life. What are, um, besides the cleaning of St. Anthony's steps, <laughs> where are some other um, places where you have unexpectedly found, found God's presence and found God's faithfulness? Well, in, in more recent years, I've been working in the herb garden um, due to Sister Elaine's encouragement. And the, um, the whole kind of watching a seed turn into a plant, turn into something that could flavor vinegar or meat or whatever it is we eat has been has been a kind of revelation to me and i i continue to be surprised especially when we have those little bitty pots in back in the uh, dark and then the tiny little leaves start coming up and i think how does that happen you know how does god do that every day mm. <laughs> everywhere so so the herb garden has given me a different perspective i spend most of my life with books and words and writing and and to um, get my hands in the dirt has been a really good thing for me mm. i'm not sure that answered what you asked sure. me but <laughs> <laughs> beautifully beautifully 
Well, I noticed um, in the verses we read, Benedict was talking specifically to his monks in his community. But is this way of life only for monastics then? No. <laughs> That's the easy answer. Um, <laughs> but God really is calling all of us uh, and and most of the time, I think we don't realize it. And then there's just sometimes a little bit of light, and we think, "Oh, God was there all along." Mm-hmm. Um, my mother was a was a very prayerful person, and I think she probably was more aware of God's presence more often than uh, than I am yet, but. I, I go back to the fact that, that as long as we practice finding God in, in, in the same places and in the same people and then expand that, I think that, um, I think that is what brings God closer to us and that it's, that it's for everyone. It also seems like when he says, what's more delightful than this voice of the Lord calling to us, that goes back to the very first line of the prologue, Mm -hmm. listen and incline the ear of your heart. Mm Yes. (laughs) I think that, um, I think trying to be aware of, of delight and listening and watching for delight is a practice that would be good for all of us. It's, it's so easy with, with the news cycle and with everything else to think about all the things that are wrong with the world and wrong with everybody else and wrong with me. Um, but where is delight? And how can I share the delight with other people? So I think, I think the listening is a way of, and looking and pondering, is a way of finding the delight. Does that make sense? It sure does. Mm-hmm. It also makes me think of a, a little poem I found by one of our sisters, uh, Sister Mary Faith Schuster. Um, she said, I think it is silence more than money or love that we need. Silence is the footstep of love and the raiment of all wealth, where the heart hears the coming of God and the golden slippers of heaven and all the flowering of earth hungry for delicious joy. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. We are so deprived of silence in today's world. Um, would, Would you have any advice for our listeners seeking to cultivate silence in order to hear the voice of God? Silence was not the easiest thing for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a talker. And, uh, And so keeping silence seemed to be a great burden. Now I see it really as a great gift. But I think that... Um, I'm back to forming habits that if, if we find a time and a place where every day 
for just, it doesn't have to be a long time, but for a little time, we just sit in silence with God. I think that um, it balances the rest of our life. Um, the, the outward stresses and strains don't seem quite so awful. And uh, we're more able, I think, to listen to each other. So I, I think it's daily practice. It's one of those habits we have to form. That makes a lot of sense. We're practicing silence. <laughs> <laughs> this is a wonderful, uh, wonderful opportunity to think a little more deeply about these verses from the rule. And with that, we probably need to close for today. Thank you very much, Sister Mary Irene, for sharing your insights and your wisdom with us. Thank you. Listen, listen, and incline the ear of your heart. Listen, St. Benedict Speaks Today is a production of Mount St. Scholastica in Atchison, Kansas. Production assistance was provided by Mary Manicki. The translation of the Rule of St. Benedict that we used in this podcast is RB1980, published by Liturgical Press. Our theme music was composed by Sister Susan Barber and performed by the Sisters of Mount St. Scholastica. We invite you to learn more about the Mount community by visiting our website at www.mountosb.org. Thank you for listening.